Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter, he's Dale Lolly. We are one week, Dale, into NFL free agency and it's not even not even a full week. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. We're recording this on a Friday. So like we're we're just we're just getting started with everything and it's like like it is every year across the NFL, it's madness, but in Pittsburgh, we've had a lot of talk about who they're losing, who they're keeping. And of course, on Friday, you know, the big news broke that they're that they signed Juju Smith-Schuster. On top of that, they're keeping Zach Banner and Cameron Sutton. Um, so we're going to dedicate this show to basically looking at for you all, the listeners, see how does this impact what the Steelers look at in the NFL draft. Dale, I want to start with offensive line because you and I, that's our, that's the emphasis of this draft is they need to find a way to upgrade the offensive line, not just now, but for the next few years, several years, you'll know, find the guys that are going to build there. Zach Banner being signed, and he's signed to a two-year deal. Does that – I'm going to ask the obvious question. This is rhetorical. But does that hinder in any way their chances they're going offensive tackle round one if their guy's there? Not necessarily. I think they could still do that. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, 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 did, I did talk to Zach Banner today, and – I think they like Zach Banner and Chuk Sakur for a lot more than, uh, you know, maybe some fans. I, I know we haven't gotten to see a lot of those guys, uh, but I think the plan is even if they draft an offensive tackle, he's not going to necessarily jump right into the into the starting lineup. I think you're going to look at, a, you know, a situation where uh, if, if they do draft one, it would be those three guys battling for the two spots. So, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily a slam dunk. They, they're going to draft an offensive tackle in the first round. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Um, you know, I think that, that they could certainly go that way, and that could be where the value is at. But I think they like Chooksakor for, and they like Zach Banner. So, um, you know, they could they could, and, and both are young enough that they could they could stick with those two guys again if they show that they can do the job right uh, long term. Right. That's. That's the deal here is that, and, and I think it's interesting that Banner got a two-year deal, you know, and this gives them the chance to sort of control like, hey, if he has a great year next year, then they probably work out an extension to say, all right, you're, ta- you're a tackle with us for the next however many years we want that to happen. But if it's not, then they give themselves the room to say, all right, we need to explore the options. Uh, so that's, that's absolutely part of, of the mix here. But uh, again, it's, it's part of the strategy that you and I have talked about that Kevin Colbert often does very well is in free agency, the Steelers' priority is to make it so there's no desperate need at a position so that they have to pick a guy and then pass up on a best player available. And, and bringing back Banner gives you at least those two tackles that you know can – that you're at least confident can play, the, play those positions. So now they're not in a, situ- a situation where if the best tackle is Dylan, Dylan Radens in the first round, if he's the only tackle left that you feel is – if he's the best tackle available there, but you see, you know – a linebacker that you that, that you didn't think would, would fall to you or a corner who didn't fall you think would fall to you, or a running back you didn't think would fall to you this gives you the capital to say you know what we will get that guy we will get the tackle in the later in the draft let's go get this other guy we know is worthy of this 24th overall pick yeah and so i think they're they're opening up uh, you know the uh the door for you know any number of moves i think one thing that that did happen today uh with the signing of, of juju smith schuster is that wide receivers now off the board? They do not need to take yeah. a wide receiver this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, and, and people might say, well, this is a great wide receiver draft. And why wouldn't you want to be, you know, take another young wide receiver? Well, they've done it four years in a row. Mm-hmm. And 
quite frankly, each of the last four years, we've we continued to hear, well, this is a great wide receiver draft. Next year is a great, great wide receiver. Yeah, it's, it's that's good. what's coming out of college now is wide receivers. <laughs> so, you know, that's a position you can restock rather quickly. Uh, and with young players, you know, it used to be a, a you know, there used to be a, a theory that, you know, a lot of times it took uh, wide receivers three years to, to kind of get the, you know, get up to speed in the NFL. Well, that doesn't, doesn't take that long anymore. Uh, you know, you were seeing uh, young wide receivers step right in and make an impact, including, you know, Chase Claypool. Yeah. You saw Juju Smith-Schuster make that kind of impact. Deontay Johnson made an impact two years ago. So you're seeing young first-year, second-year wide receivers come in and become stars quickly uh, because of the way these guys, uh, you know, when growing up, they, you know, they start going to passing camps when they're 12 years old. And so, you know, they're much more polished, much more refined than they used to be coming out of college. I mean, guys know how to run routes. They know how to set up defenders, those kind of things. And they're just premier athletes. I think all your premier athletes are going to the wide receiver and cornerback positions. And so you're seeing, uh, you know, that kind of play out in the NFL. You, you definitely are. You know, that's that's the thing. Like you said, every year is usually a good year to pick wide receiver. I mean, heck, they chose Clay, Chase Claypool. I think he was the 11th receiver. He was the 11th he was the 11th receiver. Uh, Deontay Johnson was the 10th receiver taken in his draft. So, right. you know, you don't have to take a top five guy to get a good wide receiver in today's uh, drafts. Especially if your team is the Pittsburgh Steelers and you're Kevin Culver, because they seem to do it right more often than other teams. But, uh, but on, on, so like you said, they don't need, now they don't even need to really take that stab in the fourth or fifth round. Cause I, I was thinking this whole time, like that's where they'll, that's their sweet spot. They'll go in the third or fourth or fifth round and say, Hey, we like this speedster, or we like this guy who goes up and gets the football or this guy who's a really good slot man. Now they don't need to do that this year. And that gives them more opportunity to go and say, Hey, uh, let's look at, let's, let's look at how, you know, you know, how to address the linebacker position here. Maybe we'll find a guy who can be, can, can, maybe turn out to be a good cornerback uh, and it does take it off the board here, but you know, also with, with this, with this, with the move that they've made early on here, Dale, there's going to be things on defense that they got to address. Now we're going to talk about this more in the second segment as well, but the whole Steven Nelson has been given, you know, permission to seek a trade and everything that's obviously raised a lot of eyebrows in addition to uh, the you know the the signing of Juju Smith-Schuster on Friday, but it goes right in line with you know they signed Cameron Sutton and Cameron Sutton and this is what you and I said he gives you that flexibility he can line up outside if you wanted him to. Now it doesn't mean that he's going to be the guy. They might make some moves to address that, but now with Steven Nelson, you know, with with this going down and we're presuming that he'll probably be he might be on another team next year. We're look, what do you think that does for the Steelers' need at cornerback? Do they? They try. Do they make, does it mean they have to go get one in the early rounds to say, "Hey, get an outside guy," or can they try to find another slot guy that's going to fill in the way they have with Mike Hilton and not spend draft capital on that position? Well, they've now lost two, first of all, because you that's lost Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton. So, uh, and you lost Mike Hilton and Stephen Nelson. Um, so, presumably, you want to go get to it, and it's pro. It's really good business every year, anyways, to to draft cornerbacks. Uh, in today's NFL, we just talked about how the, you know, the, the receivers coming out of college are, are just great every year now for the last, you know, better part of the half of the decade here. So you better have guys that can cover those, those players and you better have multiple players who can cover those players. So you should probably be drafting a cornerback every year. And the, and the Steelers kind of got a, a gift last year, uh, you know, w- w- um, with James Pierre. So, 
Yeah. Uh, because they didn't draft one, but right. you got James Pierre in, in, is an undrafted free agent. Uh, so they like him. They like, you know, they, they like some of these guys that they have on the roster. They like Justin Lane. They used a third round pick on him last year mm-hmm. or two years ago, I should say, yeah. um, you know, what trading or what getting rid of, of, of Steven Nelson does is gives those guys a chance to play more. And, you know, the, the thing that, 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 that you look at here, First of all, we, all, we always heard the Steelers can't draft cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, they just re-signed Cam Sutton, and everybody was hot on that. Exactly. Guess what? They drafted Cam Sutton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drafted Justin Lane. I, I think you're going to see more from Justin Lane in, in 2021. So, you know, they, they identified uh, Pierre as a guy that they wanted as a priority free agent. They brought him in. So, you know, you're, you're finding these guys. I also think that the, the, the Nelson deal – is a precluder. It's going to, it frees up enough cash that they're going to do something else here. I agree. Whether that's, that's freeing up cash to sign a center, um, you know, whatever that may be, there's another move coming here. It could be a tight end, um, but, there, end. but there's definitely another move coming here because the Juju Smith Schuster deal didn't use up that cash. Right. I know when it, when it initially happened, it was like, okay, they signed Juju for $8 million and releasing or, or trading Steven Nelson clears up 8.25. Mm-hmm. So therefore they must've done that because of that. Well, now we've, you know, we found out that, that Smith Schuster's deal uh, had those voidable years on it and it's just $1.6 million this year against the cap. Well, now all of a sudden you go, okay. So they cleared uh, basically $7 million in cap space for what it's for something else that's happening soon. So people need to kind of keep that in mind when they make these moves. You can't, you can't panic or you can't look at each move on its own. You have to kind of wait and see the whole picture. That's what we're going to do in a sec here. We're going to take a, a, a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep looking at this whole picture because there's a lot of different avenues the Steelers have given themselves to go in this free agency period. And then what can set them up for where they could go in the NFL draft? What other avenues will explore that after this? on the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Show here on DK Sports Radio. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. We're talking about how the Steelers are moving forward right now with this situation. Dale brought up a very good point, and we were, I wanted to eventually get to that because you're expecting Nelson to move on. Now, Dale, correct me wrong. I believe if he's traded or cut, that frees up, what, $7, 8000000 million? In $8.25 million. $8.25 million in cash base. And Dale just talked about how Juju's deal, though $8 million in one year, has voidable years on it, which means it's going to be a $1.6 million hit this year on the Steelers, which means, like he said, that clears close to $7 million in cash base. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a move. Now, Certain move, certain guys we've seen come open because the obvious things I was getting tweeted about uh, as soon as this Nelson news came out was, does this mean they're going to get Kyle Fuller? Does this mean they're going to get a Dory Jackson? And, and everyone's trying to, trying to manage that. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to use that money on the cornerback. But how much do you think, Dale, what might influence this is Kevin Colbert looking around and saying, you know what? The, we feel like we have the best chance to address this position in the draft. So why not? maybe set ourselves up by getting by addressing another position in free agency. Do you think that's part of the strategy or is Kevin Colbert solely sitting here saying I'm getting this guy because this is the best guy we can get 
on the best bargain deal in free agency right now? Well, you know, I think that they, they've opened all the doors up with this thought, with this move. And I, and I know that people will look at this and go, well, why didn't they just sign yeah, Steven Nelson to an extension? Well, maybe Steven Nelson didn't want an extension. That's what I think, Dale. Because Steven Nelson's looking at this and going, okay, the salary NFL salary cap is going to go up to $210 million next year. Yeah. If I can, if I can go out and get paid this year, if I can get a, in a different situation, give myself a year, um, you know, somewhere else, you know, I can go get, uh, I can get, you know, to a team that, that has more cap space this year that can sign me to a new deal or we can work out an extension that, that, you know, I get, you know, $10 million in, in 2022. Why wouldn't you do that? So I, I think this was a business decision on both sides, uh, you know, but the Steelers are, are opening up a lot of avenues here. You know, I wrote in our Friday insider that, uh, and of course I wrote this Thursday night right. uh, before Juju Smith-Schuster was signed that, to me right now, the, the, the more prudent move for the Steelers would be instead of spending a bunch of money on Juju Smith-Schuster would be to spend any additional cap space that they have on a center, mm-hmm. because that's a, that's a you know, that's a spot on their roster that they, they need to upgrade. Um, well, the, the, the Smith-Schuster deal does not preclude them from doing that. The Nelson deal only makes that, you know, more easy. You know, if they could go sign an Austin Ryder mm-hmm. or someone of that nature, uh, you know, Obviously, you know, all of a sudden now they're their center position in much better shape. Yeah. And they don't have to draft a center or take a center in the draft. Now, I certainly think that they could still do that. But if they sign, let's say they they, they sign Austin Ryder, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now they don't have to take a center in the first two or three rounds of the draft. Now they can wait to a little bit deeper mm-hmm. to get a, a developmental guy uh, like a Kendrick Green out of Illinois, mm-hmm. a guy who's a center guard combo. You know, that that to me, again, you're taking something that's a need, you're fixed, you know, you're, you're getting a, a solid veteran there and you take, you know, you draft a guy who maybe you can develop down the road. That's just, you know, what they like to do most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and we've seen them get guys who can play on the interior and, and flip between guard. I mean, that's exactly who B.J. Finney was. He was undrafted came in when Marquise Pouncey got hurt, he went in at center. When David DeCastro got hurt, he went in at guard. When, you know, when anybody, he was, he was the first guy. And that's something where I, I've been advocating for quite some time. You know, I'm the pit beat guy. I've been sick, screaming Jimmy Morrissey, but there's a lot of guys who fit that bill. Penn State has a center that fits that bill. I think Georgia has a, a multiple guys in the interior that could fit that bill. You know, center and, and guard aren't always interchangeable, but the responsibilities and the athleticism required to play the position often makes it so that if you play center, you can most likely play guard and you know as, as long, long as you have the size that's right, the, that's, that's the key yes. you, you know you'd, you'd like to have a bigger guy there who can move in and you know who can who can play both guard and center um you know ideally you'd like to have two or three of those guys because you don't want to be stuck with just two centers on your roster that to me is the problem with jc hassenauer mm-hmm. I, I think he's too undersized to play guard in the league uh, you know when he's on the field he looks like he's somebody's little brother out there so he, he looks like a long snapper i mean yeah, like, like, he's, yeah I, I agree with you i think that that's that's the problem with J.C. Hassanauer is you can't use him at guard. And even at center, he's, he's a liability in, in that regard. But that's that's why I, I think that, that with, with like you're saying, if they go out and they get one of these centers that are in free agency, and you can get one for the, the, the price that, they've, that they'll be opening up when something happens with Steven Nelson, um, that, could, that could allow you, again, now maybe you don't have to get Creed Humphrey or Quinn Miners or Trey Hill, you know, any of those guys that would cost you a second or a third round pick. Uh, and now you're saying, okay, 
maybe we get a running back, you know, in, in, in early. And then, and then you can get your, maybe your number two linebacker to play right next to Devin Bush. Maybe you get offensive tackle. Maybe you get the cornerback that you think is going to be great. It, it, again, it opens up these doors and this is what you want to do with your draft. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself where you've got to take this guy, this right here. Otherwise you are screwed and you're going to be relying off of, you know, UDFA guys to, to be starters next year. And you know, you'll, you'll have, you'll have Antoine Blake as the starter starting cornerback in your defense. You don't, you don't want to be in that situation. And I think they're positioning themselves well to avoid that. Um, another aspect of the Steven Nelson situation is with him requesting a trade. A lot of, I saw immediately Steelers fans doing the Steelers fan thing and saying, well, maybe they can get a third for him. I'm like, well, no, they're not going to get anything in high. Like, like, let's, let's I mean, they'll, they'll be fortunate to get a five. Right. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, I, I said that uh, on, on my Steelers Nation radio uh, shit on the drive today and uh, immediately got responses like, oh, there's, that would be awful if they just got a five. Look, you'll take a five. Uh, if you're, if you're going to, if, it, if it's a situation where you're going to release the guy, uh, if you can get a five for him, five's better great. Than nothing. Right. <clears throat> and if that five gets you, you know, your, your defensive tackle or that five gets you whatever, uh, you know, that it, it, it's a five you didn't have. And you're clearing, again, you're clearing up roster space, not only cap space, but a spot for two young guys that you like, that you might want to see play before they're, before their fourth year in the league. And all of a sudden they're ready to go out the door. Yep. Um, you know, the, this, the coaching staff has a pretty good idea of what some of these guys are. And, and so, you know, you, you, they like Justin Lane enough that two years ago they drafted him in third round. They haven't, you know, if you take a guy in the third round, he should eventually be a starter for you. Right. Well, you know, Sutton has kind of stepped up. Right. Guy they could use in our Unfortunately for Justin Lane is he hasn't had that opportunity to do a lot of that. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, you, you, I, I think that's the thinking here. Uh, you know, hey, let's get let's clear a spot up for Justin Lane. We need to cap space. Uh, you know, we have guys available who we think can be as good, if not better. Um, you know, we got to get them on the field. Um, you know, I know, again, a lot of fans look at this and go, oh, my God, you know, they, they, they've lost four or five starters. You can find guys. Right. You know, Louis, Louis, you talk about Tyson and Lulu is gone. Okay, great. Well, they re-signed Chris Wormley. And then you see guys like, uh, you know, Milton Williams at Louisiana Tech mm -hmm. goes out and runs a 4840 at, at 285 pounds, mm -hmm. uh, you know, moves like a cat. Okay. Uh, you know, or, or, or Akeem McNeil out of, uh, out of, out of uh, North, North Carolina State, mm -hmm. who to me looks like Javon Hargrave. Um, you know, draft, take a guy like that in the, in the second or third round and plug them into the middle of your defense. Javon Hargrave was an immediate starter. You could find those guys right. in the NFL. And again, we're coming off of just when, when Hargrave left for big money to the Eagles, people were saying the same thing. Oh, what are they going to do with that, that defensive tackle? Because now you got to require Tyson Alulu to start. And now people are saying the same thing. What are you going to do? Because Tyson Alulu's gone. It's like, how do we not learn this lesson? Um, but I agree. The defensive tackle, especially nose tackle, is where you can get a guy in the middle rounds, not spend too high of a draft pick, and he can either be a starter or be a guy. I mean, again, they don't use three, four all the time anymore. It is, you know, it's a day where that's like twenty. They're not even. They're not even looking for a traditional nose tackle. Right. These guys play twenty-five percent of the time. They better be able to step outside or, or fill in as a, as a, a, an additional pass rusher behind Hayward and it. Otherwise, they have minimal value for this team because they just don't want that big plugger, uh, you know, Casey Hamptons, 
if, if Casey Hampton came out in today's draft, Casey Hampton would be a second or third rounder mm-hmm. because they, they just don't, he, they don't rush the passer. Right. And that's what's, that's what today's game's all about. I, I, I agree. And that's, that's the thing is you have to be able to stuff the run and have the versatility to go after the, uh, after the quarterback. And stuffing the run is not even that big of a, of a priority. Right. Right. Because <laughs> the because most of the best teams out there is usually going up against, you got to disrupt the pocket to get after the Patrick Mahomes the Josh Allen's the Tom Brady's the you know, he's still here, but point your point is completely right and it's also one of the best ways and i think a reason they give lamar jackson such a fit it's one of the best ways to crumple his pocket and you know force him to to run when he doesn't want to instead of picking when he run chooses to run so again i agree with you that's absolutely part of the picture moving forward is that they can they can go get those one, one of those guys but again the whole point of this is that with the moves that they've made and now with Nelson going somewhere, there's still options to fill this team. And, and I've said this before. I said this on, um, I said this with, to Albie Oxenreiter on the halftime adjustment show is that people are trying to make it as if, well, they lost Bud Dupree and Tyson Alulu and Mike Hilton, and they thought they'd lose Juju, but they didn't. They're losing Alejandro Villanueva and all these other guys. And they're saying, how can you win without these guys? Like, well, in two calendar years, Dale, you and I watched this team lose Ryan Shazier to an injury that ended his career. Le'Veon Bell just say he didn't want to come back again. Antonio Brown saying he, you know, having to be traded away. And Ben Roethlisberger going down to a, you know an injury that ended his season. Four pillar players of what was the 2017 roster at the time. And within two calendar years, they were able to fix what they needed to do on a team to avoid having a losing season and have given them a shot at the playoffs with a fourth string quarterback leading leading the way. This organization, this team does find ways to fill those holes when they're created. Now, can they fill those holes to create Super Bowl? Like, it, it, we're not saying that, but they find their ways to make sure that there is a foundation for the team that you can say, hey, there's answers here. We can, we can at least fight and compete in the NFL. And that's what I think they will be doing. And that's what they're working on doing in these early stages of free agency, because this is still an early stage of free agency and what they will do in this NFL draft. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, next week at this time, they could have a completely different draft outlook. I mean, it's going to change, uh, you know, everything's in a state of flux right now. So just settle down, watch and see what happens. And about two weeks before the draft, we'll have a much better idea of what they're going to do. We certainly will. There's a lot to happen here, but that's why we do this show every week. Thanks so much for all you for listening. I know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the nation. Hope this helps you get some of your anxiety back about what's, what's happening now. But Dale and I, we do the NFL's show every every uh, every weekend. We do the Steelers show in the middle of the week to help you guys get through that. Hope you're enjoying those on DK Sports Radio. As always, you can listen to uh, we got we got DK's daily shots that come out every day of the week. Subscribe to us. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Amazon. We're anywhere podcasts are hosted. So check us out there. And hey, leave us a five star review with a positive rate or the positive comment. Doing that, both of those really helps us out. We will be back in your ears next week when I'm sure we'll have more madness to discuss in the NFL.